This week, we celebrate Student Press Freedom Day to acknowledge the role student media organizations play for their universities and communities. But at the College Heights Herald, we can't think about it without the reminder of WKU's lawsuit against us. The day after Student Press Freedom Day, February 27th, will be the fourth anniversary of our university's lawsuit against its own student newspaper. Today, we'll talk more about the lawsuit and hear from a reporter on what she learned about how college freshmen are coping with homesickness and other mental health concerns in a strange COVID-controlled year. This is the Top of the Week podcast, a production of the College Heights Herald at Western Kentucky University. I'm Laurel Deppin. Being a college freshman is already a challenge, and some uproot their lives and are away from home for the first time. But this year, the feelings of homesickness could affect freshmen more with the added isolation that comes with COVID-19. Our copy desk chief, Hannah Crisp, wanted to explore this issue more. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here, Laura. I'm excited. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got this idea and how you decided to um, investigate this further? So we're going to be honest. This started as a a reporting assignment with Mac McCarroll's um, Journalism 202 class. And he wanted us to write about freshmen, first time, first year freshmen. And I don't remember if he suggested the homesickness angle. I think that was something that I kind of picked up because I don't think he was very specific about what angle he wanted us to take. And I was a transfer student to WKU, so this is kind of like my freshman year on campus, but I'm actually a junior, it's kind of odd. Um, And so I really, really struggled with homesickness when I got here. And sometimes this semester I still struggle with it because I'm from like an hour and a half away and my family, my fiance, they're all there. So like my heart is in a different city (laughs) and it's rough. So I wanted to dive more into the statistics and what kind of scientific things that we know about homesickness and how it affects freshman students. And I found it affects freshman students way more than we think it does. And almost all of them deal with it. And it's it's quite a fascinating thing to to look more into. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that science is? Like, what did you find? So I found a lot of studies that talked about first-year freshmen struggling with homesickness, kind of the reasons why we feel so homesick and why the university environment almost breeds homesickness. If you get here and you don't really know people, a lot of freshmen, they'll have like sororities or fraternities or that kind of thing. That's not really my style, so I didn't have any of that. Um, I joined Baptist Campus Ministries and found like a friend group there, which was really great. But I think in my experience that homesickness can very much affect your um, academic performance. I think that happens with about everybody's experience. But I did find surprisingly that the data for a correlation between homesickness and academic performance is not well understood. And I thought that was very interesting because this is a thing that almost all freshman students deal with and they don't know that much about it. But the explanations for why we feel homesick from our families was interesting. And also how if it's like a healthy amount of homesickness, it can um, be a healthy thing and help you develop like a certain amount of independence from your family, which is a natural healthy thing as you grow older, but too much 
and then everything goes out of whack and it's it's not very healthy anymore. <laughs> so how does COVID-19 now affect homesickness that people are already feeling? Oh my goodness. Um, COVID-19 really makes it worse. Um, I've thought a lot about the emotional and psychological impact of only seeing the top half of people's faces when you go out. I know people by their faces, and so only seeing like your eyes and your forehead makes it a lot worse. I've gotten to the point I hate seeing people wear masks because I just feel so disconnected from you. And having to stay far away from people and so many things being on Zoom instead of in person has made it really hard. Zoom feels very isolating. And so um, the guy that I interviewed, Trevor Champion, he told me he's um, a big people person and I am to an extent. Um, And he said that most of his classes were on Zoom and he hated it. He's like, it just feels so disconnected from everybody else. And it makes it really hard to meet people. And when a lot of people are scared of you because they think you might have COVID, they don't want to get anywhere near you. And it just makes it really, really difficult to connect with people. So I think that COVID-19 just made the whole homesickness thing, like turn the dial to 10. Like it makes it a lot worse. And I found an article with the New York Times that talked about experts were scared of that of it having that effect on freshman students. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Trevor. Can you talk a little bit more about like what the WKU students you spoke with were thinking about and feeling related to this? So Trevor's one of the, he's the only student that I interviewed um, specifically like a formal interview for the story. Trevor's fantastic. He's a rock star kid. He's going to go far. He just has such a great personality. Um, I've talked with other students just kind of casually, not really for the story. And I find that a lot of them do struggle with this. I hear from a lot of people that they're like excited to be independent from like their family and from home and everything. And I'm just over here like, I'm calling my mom every day. <laughs> like, this is hard. But um, I have a cousin, she did the same thing I did, got her associates first and then transferred. And she had the worst homesickness that I've really heard of. Like, it got so bad that it had a lot of physical effects. She didn't want to eat, she didn't want to leave her room. Um, she got sick a lot. It was really, really bad. And so she um, went on to all online classes and moved back home. So the experience ranges from pretty mild like meeting new friends and then you're comfortable to I can't handle this university environment I need to go back home because that's what's best for me Mm -hmm. is there anything um, that you learned in your reporting that we haven't already talked about that you would like to share with us Um, I think my biggest takeaway from this story is the importance of having a um, support group support system and a good friend group here in Bowling Green um, or you know wherever your university is, have have friends with you. My first semester, I lived in a one bedroom apartment, and I would go home every weekend because, thank the Lord, I am fortunate enough to live not too far away, about an hour and a half. Um, but every weekend, I would come back to my empty box, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was just really depressing. Uh, this semester, I live with four other girls, and I highly recommend at least once live with other people. Um, it makes it a lot easier to have friends to come back to. Um, 
My biggest piece of advice is find an organization on your campus that you want to be involved in and then dive into it. For me, that was Baptist Campus Ministries and I made myself go the first night because I didn't know anybody and I don't like doing that, but I made myself go and it was such a huge blessing. Um, They have a really nice building that just kind of feels like a gigantic living room with a bunch of other living rooms. <laughs> and so you just go and hang out with other students and get to know them and you can work on homework and it's a very homey environment. And they have um, discipleship groups that they'll put you in. And so I got into one with four other girls and that was such a huge blessing. That's where I met the girl who got me a room in her house where I'm living now. And it was like instant friends. Mm -hmm. And that was the best thing to have friends up here. So whether that's a sorority, a fraternity, um, a student publications, Ah, (laughs) or anything, get yourself involved with something. Put yourself out there, make friends, even in the COVID world. Sometimes friendships are, they're just worth going out and meeting people for it. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Hannah. Thank you for your reporting and thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is something I really enjoy talking about. WKU sued the Herald four years ago. Four years. That means that there's not a single person on staff today that was on staff when it happened. And I personally was a senior in high school. Because of that, The fact that the university is suing us gets forgotten and filed away with everything else. So to remind us, here's some history. In November 2016, the Herald requested Title IX related records, including investigations into university employees for sexual misconduct involving students. WKU refused, saying these records would significantly stifle complaints from reporting sex or gender-based discrimination. The records the Herald requested, however, would redact any information which would identify the students. Every public university in the state complied to this request, except Kentucky State University and WKU. The Herald appealed the decision to Andy Bashir, who was attorney general at the time and Bashir ordered WKU had violated Kentucky's Open Records Act and that it must release the records. Instead, WKU sued the Herald to overturn Bashir's order. Basically, you can't sue the Attorney General, so to prevent the release of the records, suing the Herald was the university's only choice, other than, of course, complying with the law and the order. The Herald's request was valid under the Kentucky Open Records Act, and with the students' names and information redacted, protecting students doesn't seem like an excuse. All that would be left after redactions would be faculty members who were investigated for sexual misconduct against students. So who is really being protected? Student Press Freedom Day doesn't only protect student journalists, it protects all students, what WKU says it wanted to. That's why our editorial board, and nearly every editorial board in the past four years, has respectfully asked WKU to stop suing the College Heights Herald. Protect students by protecting the free press. And that's it for this week's podcast. For more news, you can get the Herald in your email inbox every weekday by subscribing to our newsletter at wkuherald.com slash newsletter. The print edition is available all around Bowling Green and WKU's campus with new editions out every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Top of the week will be back in your feeds next Wednesday. So remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week.